when I was younger, you just want to fit in, especially coming over from Wales to a very strong back, uh, country of Australia with sports. Rugby league was the number one sport. But in the UK, you're a nobody, so you're desperate to fit in. And, you know, if that mm. meant partying with the boys or doing silly so stuff, be it. then yeah. so be it. Yeah. yeah. I just got to a stage where I was having these injuries and these issues. And to be honest, I'd rather put my well-being before fitting in. And that's oh. when the, the ball the ball started rolling for me. Where I was like, well, I need to start to be comfortable with who I am. Welcome back to another episode of The Morning Juice. If you guys um, have been tuning in, I know it's been a while since I've come back and recorded a YouTube video, but we are here and today's guest I'm so excited to have on. So before we get started, I just want to thank you guys for coming on and I want to welcome you into the space today. And if you're new here, welcome and thank you for coming on. Um, also, sorry, before I get started, don't forget to follow on Instagram and Facebook at The Morning Juice Podcast and hit that subscribe button. So today's guest is actually the host of Walker's Only Podcast and his name is Ollie old he's actually the first male guest from my, from my partner that I've had on so I'm so excited and welcome welcome Ollie and thank you for coming on today no no thank you so much it's, it's a pleasure to come on this awesome podcast before we get into your podcast I wanted to ask I guess what you were doing prior and just give us a little bit of a, your background because I can hear by your accent you're obviously not Australian so yeah <laughs> share a little bit about um that um yeah so I'm originally from Wales. It's a, a little town in Wales called Bridgend in the UK. Um, I'm previously a rugby league player. Um, came over here 19. I'm 28 years old now. So been here like eight and a half years. Um, I've basically just been on a journey of playing sports and um, always been interested in other avenues of uh, vulnerability and talking. And yeah, yeah that's kind of started for me from there, to be honest. But that's a little part about me. Mm-mm-mm. so leading up to say the podcast and stuff I guess what made you even come up with the idea and what things happened in your life to kind of cement that idea because I know for me like it was kind of a long journey before I realized like oh my goodness like podcasting like this is something that I could do but what was that like for you yeah um well basically to get like real into it um, I had a couple mm. of nasty injuries playing league and mm. um every time I had a serious injury I'd always kind of realized that it was my like sports was my pinnacle all the time and every time that I kind of went away from that I'd always seem to feel like some forms of like depression would come into my life because wow. I didn't really figure out um I wouldn't say what's the right word I just wasn't skilled in other avenues of my life because from a young age all I knew was sport mm. so I wasn't really aware of other stuff and then yeah. as I got older I was like I need to gain some skills to become aware and when there's when these injuries do come as they do in a sports environment, um, what do we do to, to get better? Right. So for me, that was um, journaling and talking to people and surrounding myself wow. with people who are comfortable and, and open up. And with that, I always had this earning to like want more, like whenever mm. I was talking to people and, and I realized after a while that like, hey, like I'm not the only one going through this. And one thing women are blessed are, You've got amazing women out there that are so open and comfortable mm. to talk about their struggles. Where, as in the men area, we yeah. really struggle to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah and for, for me, sure. I was like, I want to change this. I want to change this. And you know, and at the start, it was a bit like, hey, you're you're you just understood. Yeah, misunderstood. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, I'm happy to be understood, misunderstood. Yeah. And then, yeah, gradually from that, I just um, I thought, you know. I'd have, I had this coffee with three mates that I just met from the gym and um, 
I just, we were having the coffee and I just opened up. I was like, hey, boys, like talking about some feelings and emotions. And I just noticed these two oh. boys in particular just turned engaged into it with me. And they started talking about their talking about stuff, problems yeah. and being so vulnerable. Yeah. Comfortable. And after that, mm. we just, yeah, so comfortable. And mm. after that, we were like, man, I wish we recorded this and I could listen to this over again in the car. Right, right. That's it. And the light, wow. light bulb hit my head and I was like, wow, that's maybe my gift. And like maybe maybe my gift oh my is spreading the word of just being vulnerable. That's amazing, man. Because I know it's not it's not easy for guys. And even you just saying that, I'm thinking, man, like for you to get to that point where you're comfortable in your skin to to be that starter, it almost sounds like in your group to be that person to open those conversations. It's not easy being the first person to do that. So I just want to ask about that and how you got to that point where you were comfortable. Like, was that was that a journey for you to get to that point where you were like, no, I need to just own it, just own who you are. Like, was that in itself a journey or was that something you've always a person that you've always kind of been? Nah, massively it was a massive journey like obviously at the start you know after probably after my third ACL knee reconstruction and they recovery wow. take about 12 months yeah and uh, the last one I, I so I don't have any family like immediate family oh I have a brother but he's just in Victoria we haven't seen mm. each other like he's my brother but I've seen him he's not right. close enough to catch up so this right. was about three four years ago and I was struggling and I was in the hospital there for about a week and at that stage um broke up with a partner, uh, just going through some stuff, like bought a house and was going through some stuff. I was off work and no income, you know, and all these pressures were going in my wow. life from the injury. Mm. And um, for me, I was just like, it was like three, four days in hospital. And on the third day of being alone and just having so much head noise, I was like, I can't That's deal it. with this anymore. And, and it, I wouldn't say, I, I wasn't as if I was thinking I, I want to kill myself. It was just more like... Um, like, I definitely say I can't feel this way anymore. Right, right. The pressure me, was just a bit much, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. And then for me, I was like, I need to reach out. So initially, you know, I'd speak to some people and like a lot of, as you know, you're, you're, you're Kiwi from New yeah, Zealand yeah, originally. Yeah, born New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and like with the Polynesians, I have a lot of Polynesians friends and Aussie friends and majority of the islanders, like they're not actually taught either to be comfortable and, and be vulnerable. So initially wow. at the start, when I go to the boys about talking about things, they would just be like, whoa, man, what's going yeah, on? Like, calm down. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like chill out, like, you know, and it'd always be like, you know, go have a beer. Let's, like, you know, let's figure out with alcohol. And I was like, no, wow. no, nah, nah, I need to hit this head on. Mm. And then basically, yeah, after many times of getting knocked back, and then I finally just felt comfortable with certain friends that we could talk like this and we talk about our struggles, like I said, so. I know that was kind of a bit of a wild. No, 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 go for it, honestly. No, no, you go for it. I think that's what what made me want to reach out to you is because not just talking about Australia, but I think just in Brisbane in general, there's this rugby culture. And I know that's something that, you know, you were just talking about how your life has revolved around sports and, you know, and then comes injury. And I hear my partner say this a lot because he played rugby a lot when he was younger and that was kind of his path to, you know, for a career, but he got, he had really bad hamstrings and he talks about it, but I never quite understand what that does to someone mentally that, that strives to play say rugby and then you get an injury and it's just like what do I do now so yeah I never really quite understand that you say you know with your friends and everything and I think the one thing that jumps out to me is does that culture because you know you think about rugby and you think about you know really tough men it's such a what do you call it such a masculine sport to you know you you can't be vulnerable you can't talk about things like Mm -hmm. that with your friends did that put some pressure um on you growing up did that kind of hinder um, you being vulnerable in a way um 
or well, does the culture? Well, I think I think I'm, I think I'm more speaking. Yeah, speaking the, culture, the culture. The, no, I get you. I get you. There's mm. more like the culture of rugby is massively. It's work, train hard, play hard, party hard. They're the three right. things. Mm. And um, unfortunately, like I've seen so many people retire, and they're in a position of you know they're struggling because they're still holding on to that identity of before. Mm. Um, and like we, when you retire, majority of people, you know, if it's not by injury, you retire by thirty. So you've got so much life to live. And you've got so much like growth and to do to do in that life. And yeah. Like, and the players are so yeah, young. I, I realize think, how young the players, like rugby players are. Yeah. You've got all these people out there on, you know, put on pedestal with all this money and they've got all this pressure. But at the same time, it's like these are young, like you said, young, young adults. Mm. And yeah, like this, the drinking culture is there, and obviously the, and, and there's a drug culture there as well. But um, right. I'm not saying every player is like that, but right. it's more like if when I was younger, you just want to fit in, especially coming over from Wales to a very strong back, uh, country of Australia with sports. The rugby league was the number one sport. But in the mm. UK, you're a nobody. So you're desperate to fit in. And, you know, if that mm. meant partying with the boys mm. or doing silly so stuff, then yeah. so be it. Yeah. yeah. I just got to a stage where I was having these injuries and these issues. And to be honest, I'd rather put my well-being before fitting in. And that's um. when the, the, ball, the ball started rolling for me. Where I was like, well, I need to start to be comfortable in who I am. Mm, and that was mm. speaking out and then and then now now I've obviously gone through those adversities and I've come on the other side and I'm a much better place mentally physically now I'm in the place where I want to help others right right yeah um, it's amazing yeah Mm. um and I guess because you're speaking about I guess the friends that you surround yourself in you know you have young boys coming into say the rugby culture and stuff and they're still basically learning how to live on their own and and learn they've got so much to learn but yeah I think the culture in itself is what I was interested in because it kind of shapes them in a way and what that whatever that looks like it could be good or bad depending on the person you say because not everyone's like that but how are you finding like I think I guess now that you're doing the podcast and um, you're comfortable in your own skin say the friends that you had before are they still the same people that you're around now or how's that transition been for you that's that's a great question I'd say that Men in particular, like mm. women are great. They're just so open to talk about. But for men in particular, we're not ones to, we won't talk about this great movement that I'm trying to do in public. Right. But what we mm. tend to do is we'll privately catch mm. up with you for a coffee. Sure, we'll like one-on-one. Or, go, hey, yeah, yeah. hey mm. bro, like that's amazing what you're doing and you don't realize I'm going through things. So right. if I got to be the, the, the face and the brunt and everyone thinks that this dude's, you know, but mm. deep down we've all gone we're all a little we've all got something going in our life that's the reality of it <laughs> that's it it's it. everyone's going through something if not the same thing yeah oh, yeah 100%. but no one talks about and as it as soon as we realize that eh? <laughs> but then we, we 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 point the finger at someone like for instance right if i broke my arm you would you would be like oh shit, he's trying to hold something i'll give him a hand i'll help him but right. because you can't see physically if i've got something going on mentally in my life you say, oh what's up with ollie today he's a bit off today but maybe <laughs> Hey, look, hey, Ollie, let's go get a coffee. Let's right. go talk. Right. Hey, Janita, how are you doing today? Mm. Like, and just not just going through the surface chats, you know? Yeah, so yeah. That's one thing with the cultures. I'm trying to change the culture with rugby. So good. That's so good. I listened to one of your episodes and you mentioned having surface level conversations because I felt that way too, especially about like with starting my podcast. I got to a point where I was like, I'm actually kind of done with surface level conversations. Like you see something like, Hey, how are you yeah. going? Like what you been up to? Yeah. Work. And yeah, the kids are good or, you know, friends are good. So on, so on, so on. That's kind of it. 
you know, and you kind of never go deeper into and So you yeah. never really know what everyone's actually going through. And um, it almost sounded like you were kind of, yeah, I think I was, I don't know which episode it was, but it kind of sounded like you were going through the same thing. Because for me, I guess from a girl's perspective, I was, yeah, I guess over just a service level. But for a guy to admit that is not something that you hear all the time. Yeah. Um, where you just yeah. you don't want to you don't have like yeah how's the girlfriend or how's missus or whatever it is you want to yeah. know like how they really yeah. are um, yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah for sure. that's so true Janita and that, that that comes back to like um like back to footy again you know when I used to play we'd talk what'd you get to on the weekend oh do you party who did you hook up with did you get any numbers <laughs> that's it. and I was like no I'm like I'm so done with this crap like it's the same conversation yeah (laughs) let's talk more let's what are you doing with your life what what type of goals have you got how's your routine what are you doing to benefit yourself how is your values what are you doing you know i want to be around these people i don't want to be around people who are just talking so and so behind your back or gossiping to make themselves feel better Mm. you know like when people are ahead of us in life they're not talking rubbish about us it's always the people behind us because they've got nothing else going good in their life Right. Have you found it hard though? Um, I guess like doing all this in like, I don't know what it's like for a guy when they lose friends that they've say been friends with for so long, all of a sudden you have this change of heart, change of mind and they kind of get left back there. Mm. Um, have you had that experience? Yeah, for sure, this? for sure. Oh, wow. Crazy. And what's that been like? Yeah. For you? Like it's, it's, to be honest, it's, it's one of those where you get, for me, it's more like uh, I get bitter for a bit and mm. I try to teach myself, Hey, like that's a, that's a battle in myself. You know, it's something I'm constantly working on. It's going, when you want to do what you want to do in life, there's always going to be someone telling you, hey, like you're doing it wrong or I don't agree on what you're doing. But always. know that it's your journey. Right. They don't, they don't pay your bills. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> True. Oh, my goodness. But, um, but, <laughs> but you know, like I don't, I, one thing I'm, I've told myself and like my faith with, with uh, God and stuff is um, I don't hate no one but our, our journeys are just going different directions. And if you don't it. agree what I'm doing, um, mm. well, that's life. But, you know, I'm sure all I can do is I can, I can pray from you from a distance so I can wish you the best from over here, but you're not in my circle anymore. My goodness, you're preaching today. I have never like clicked my fingers at any like podcast I've done, but I'm clicking <laughs> my fingers today because that is, that is so true because you do, you just, you, you wish them well. You, you honestly do because you're in this better place mentally um mm. and you can only help someone that wants to help themselves one thing i wanted to ask you i know yeah. i know this is your podcast no, go for it. but um like i just want to ask you the question is like, yeah how have you been doing you know going on your journey and how, how have your circle of friends been towards you yeah look i think it's been like you said it's it's kind of been like a growing journey for me. Um, how I got to the podcast though, it's um I've always been like a writer. So I've always like written things, but I've always been so in the yeah. closet about it. So I don't know if you remember like WordPress. <laughs> um, I used yeah, to write yeah. like this. Yeah, I used to, I created this blog because I was going to write on it. But this is like, say going back to when I was working with Sally and I was like 18, 18, 19 at yeah. the time. Um, but I would show no one and I would write about stuff in third person yeah. about myself. Um just trying to, I think it's just because I want, I needed to put my thoughts on paper and I needed to see like, you know, what choices I need to make. But I've always been like such a deep person. Um, so it kind of went from writing and then writing music. I think when it came to friends, I think as you leave school, you just, friends just drop off as you, as you leave sure. school. Um, however that happens is, you know, things just pan out. And I think I just realized a lot of things mentally about, you know, things like closure and just being accepting of people and that everyone's on their own journeys. Um, it took me a while to get sure. there. Cause I think I was so passionate about trying to help people where I, and I was getting really upset about people that wouldn't, you know, do things for themselves or, you know, go for their dreams, go for their, you know, 
fulfill their purpose and it was yeah really starting to weigh on me a little bit and I just yeah it got to yeah point where I just had to accept that everyone's on their different journey you know they may realize that in a few years but you know however that happens is yeah not my um not my responsibility you mean yeah Yeah, it's not yours to deal with but it's so hard I I really feel you there Janita because um that 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 was me with my previous job where I regardless of money like Mm. like my happiness is what I'm feeling I remember this one stage I was sitting I was like I hated my job that much I would like literally go to the toilet sit on my phone in the toilet and like that was my way of just escaping yeah. my reality I just realized for me I was like regardless of the money or anything if it was a good paying job I was like I need to do something which is fulfilling me and then yeah. that was sports I didn't really care about the job mm. but then when sports went I go okay that was the moment for me to be like there's so much more living and so much more I need to do to fill my cup up and right. once the penny drops are you and it sounds like you're similar to me. It's like, you want to preach it to everyone because you're like, boy, like, I'm onto something here. And like, you don't realize the potential that what you have and you see these gifts and these talents in people. And you're yeah. Like, I just want you to realize your potential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not come from like a really, like, yeah. This person doesn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I was just having this conversation with my mom the other day because I was, I was like to my mom, oh, I hope that like, like, the whole thing about my podcast I hope that doesn't come across as like all I do is meditate all day and like you know that healing or growing is such a peaceful journey because it's like the complete opposite of that um and you know and I try and like um, I'm conscious about this whenever I talk to people is to yeah I guess not bombard them it's so hard not to because I'm just like oh my goodness you can do so much better for yourself um just the potential like you were saying like you see the potential in people before they see it and it's hard not to um push them on it um but I just want to talk about your podcast because I know yours a lot of it's about uh, making uncomfortable conversations comfortable and breaking that whole stigma around mental health because I wish my parents talked to me about mental health it's obviously I'm sure for you it's not something that your parents talk about um but when you say uncomfortable conversations what was it or what particular uncomfortable conversations did you face growing up that you had or you didn't have or that you wish you knew more about sure that's a that's a great question I moved out of home when I was 16 17 because I got yeah I, I I know it's not too young but it's not old so I have to grow up quick but then um there was a moment for me when I just came to Australia and I was literally just going the country being six months into it um my best mate he passed away in a car accident he's a passenger in the car and I literally had like, uh, I had uh, probably, what I, I had enough money just to pay my rent. And I went home and then I went home to the funeral. And then when I came back, I didn't want to tell my parents because I was too proud, but um, I literally had like 40 bucks in my name. So I put like 20 bucks in the car. I bought like two loaves of bread and loads of eggs. And I just lived off eggs and bread for like, uh, for like a week until I got paid or so. And like, those are times where like, yeah, I was struggling and battling, but I was too embarrassed to tell anyone And my mom and dad didn't have money. So that was a moment for me to be like, okay, well, I need to move forward in life. And I does, I know that doesn't really co- correlate to what you're asking. No, me no, honestly, please keep telling comes. me stuff. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. So, so when it came to me, um, I was like, there's only one person in my life who's going to make me better and no one's going to do it for me by myself. And don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I've like hit, hit lows in my life on that process but i think finding hardship at an early age people you know play the victim card but there's two ways you can go about it you can go oh you know poor me or and dwell in that or you go you know what that happened to me but that doesn't identify who i am 
and then mm-hmm. you just kick on and then mm-hmm. you use that as motivation you know and, right um, but for me my old man my if I went back to my parents my dad is very much like a, a he's a like a love his love language would be touch kiss hug tell mm-hmm. you he loves you my mom wouldn't really tell you she loved you it was two opposites but we never spoke about mental health we never uh, spoke about it um you know yeah. growing up I, I don't have a great relationship with alcohol because I, I never really was a big fan of alcohol. I, yeah, I drank it to fit in with the sports, but growing up, seeing your, my mum, uh, not my mum, my dad drink um, mm-hmm. and just seeing the effects that it does on family members right. really like was made me scared of it mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be that way. Don't get me right. wrong. I've been, no. a, I've been drunk I get you. and I've with the boys, but um, it was more for me, like it's a, it's a deeper connection to that. So I, I stepped right. away from I, I, I'm where I'm at now I don't really drink because mm. it's just a, you're not like someone that kind of dwells in that I like lifestyle really, kind of thing nah nah yeah. I, I'm, I'm done with that and I'm trying to I'm probably trying to do a place of trying to be more teetotal to be honest and uh, mm. uh, yeah like but I, I can't really can't really go back to my childhood there wasn't a great deal of mental health talks but one thing right. I would love to do if I do have kids or when I have kids is mm. implementing that you know how are you doing today or you know why mm. are you why are you angry let's talk about that Let's right. not go into like, okay, look, use your iPad, go fix your issues, you know? Like, No, that really is it because you're speaking about it and I can hear all your stories and the struggles that you went through. And obviously you're just touching on a few of your own personal stories which is amazing because I know that there are this is a thing with with boys and I have a son and I'm so I think I'm so much more aware of men's mental health and it being Movember obviously it's kind of fitting um but you know just speaking about mental health and making them aware of their feelings I think is the massive thing because so you know now I'm thinking about my son and same for you like how you said like you know when you have kids that you'd make them aware of that well before we even figured it out I think we figured it out all on our own like our generation kind of figured all that out on our own um see I'm in like kind of my late 20s now and just realizing that now and I wish I'd known that when I was younger like in my teenage years I knew about it but there was that whole stigma like you said about mental health um and it being just yeah Yeah. not something that you talk about but I know you told a few stories but what's been and speak as much as you want but what's been your journey with mental health specifically yeah um it's a it's a when I think about mental health it's it can be anything right it doesn't have to be um, depression anxiety it could just be a bad day and 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 for me it's like I just like to make sure that it's in check and don't get me wrong I have good days and bad days but it's like not making sure that it's not affecting me for for long periods and what I do about that to get better so for me to check in with my mental health would be you know a routine base I'm very routine based so I get up in the morning probably four o'clock I go train I go go work go to work and I drink I make sure I drink between three to four liters of water a day I'll I'll journal at some stage in the day and and, and I'll try and fit in a meditation if it's only for 10 minutes for 10 minutes and then it's it's all about then just um, checking in with your loved ones, talking. I'm an extrovert, as you can tell. So for me, it's more like uh, talking to people who who fill up my cup, you know. So, um, but when it comes to like you know adversities and stuff, yeah, we I've got adversities, but everyone out there's got a story. It's just whether you ex- like talk about it. Personally, for myself, as soon as I spoke about it and opened up about it, it was like this weight off my chest. Now it's like that could be that can be for you that can be for anyone if you want to 
you know, get release this pressure off your chest and let's talk about it. And, you know, that's the that's the movement I'm trying to do. I'd say a lot of my friends over here are Polynesian. Is um, they're great jokers. Like, and that's one thing that turns me to Islanders is like you can if you want to laugh and feel good, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and they're so funny. But um, you know, sometimes there's you know there's joking and there's mocking and there's always a truth behind the yes. joke. Yeah. And one thing that yeah. we always do is you know um, if we want to do something in life. It's like this habit of tall poppy syndrome um, where we, you know, bro, like humble yourself. Be like, wow, like how am I actually going to go forward in life if I can't actually talk about what my ambitions are? Like, why are you telling me to be humble or mocking what I want to do? So Mm -hmm. that actually makes us have low self-esteem. And then before you know it, we're still doing that nine to five job and going home. And then on Fridays, we're trying to drink away our problems all weekend. And then we go back to work on Monday. Right, Um, right. Yeah, so that's one thing I'd say in that avenue, and, and that's one thing I struggled to do was obviously Monday to Friday I was in a, in a crappy job, and regardless I said of money, it was just not fulfilling me. And then on the weekend you try and suppress that feeling, and then you go back to work on Monday, and it's a cycle. It's it, um, but, uh, it's such yeah. a dangerous cycle to get into. Hey, it is. It, mm. it so is. But um, personally, for me, like the hardest time, like I touched on it earlier, but the hardest time with me was after doing my ACL for the third time. Um, I was with a partner um, mm. and we we were just breaking up and I bought a house and while the while the house was getting built, yeah, we split up. And then I had my third surgery and I was in, in hospital, had the surgery and yeah, like three days after it, three days into the surgery, you know, I was in a, in a bit of a dark place and mm. yeah, I just, like I said, I didn't want to kill myself but it was more like I can't live this way anymore but this was a built up of problems there was like a I had issues before that when I got injured last time but the way I survived that last time was getting fit and playing sports again because that got rid of all my issues right as soon as I it happened again again, all these all these issues come to surface and then instead of like you know taking the easy road and getting back fit I was like you know what I need to take hit my problems head on Mm. and take the hard way in life you know we're mm. so used to we're in a society right now where we're a band-aid mm. effect so if you've got troubles hey use a tablet hey um you know it, what's going on here like okay oh well don't worry about it let's figure that out you know let's sort that mm. out in another avenue but instead of when you know what let's let's address this mm, let's journal sure. this let's meditate yeah. on this let's sit with that thought how does that make you right. feel and really digging in deep and really find mm. out you are who you are and that for me was like looking in the mirror many times and going like I wasn't happy with the person who I was that's and crazy then after a while like the, the penny dropped and then I was like you know what like I'm moving forward now right. but I will say like I had I have I have some great people in my life that you do definitely need one thing I I like I really preach is who your uh, your five friends whoever your five friends are that's your future and you've got to have the right people in your life. You if you're going to be out hanging out with party people all the time, you're going to be a party That's person. You gonna, if you're going to yeah. be taking druggies, you're going to hang, you're going to be a druggie and, and so on. If you want to be successful, go hang out with some successful people. Cause yeah. I promise you, mm-hmm. you'll be the fifth person. You end up being, you know, who you surround yourself by. And I think sometimes people are like, Oh no, I'm that person in the group that isn't like that, but very slowly your, your attitude changes yeah. the way you speak every, everything about you changes. But I just want to touch on that part where you spoke about that you know, getting to that dark place after getting injured that second time. Because I think women, I know that we're so open about it, but I think sometimes we also underestimate the pressure um, that guys feel because on the outside, you can't tell that 
you're going through anything. Women, you can see yeah. it. It's written all over their face. It's written all over their body. They tell you yeah. everything they feel, but guys are the complete opposite. To get guys comfortable to that point where they can tell their story is, um, yeah, it's a long process. And I just wanted to, for the young men that do, you know, tune into the podcast and stuff, um, from a women's point of view, I think we would love that a lot more. Because I know that yeah. you've been speaking to to girls on your podcast and they're yeah. a lot more um, embracing of that. Honestly, like, what what's the key of all relationships? Communication. Mm. So if I'm holding something from you, then mm. as a caring person, you want to dig in and, you know, find out what's going on. But when I, I go back to that time when I was in that dark place, I just remember I'd go to bed and I'd be lying there and I just have like this weight on my chest. Mm. first of all I was like what is this I don't mm. know what it was and I was like this wait and it was not a nice feeling and obviously over time I realized it was anxiety and then wow. and was, was that like, anxiety okay, well, over your um your injury or was that just everything like you know you're with your partner yeah. and you're going through that at the time was it the injury yeah. was it just your future was it just everything in one I think it was a crossroad you know I was I kept my my life so busy and I was doing so much that I didn't actually just check in with myself and yeah. it, that's the thing mm. right i've realized with this is it could be minute things but if you ignore minute things it becomes a big issue so okay. like all these little things were, were nothing and i just didn't address them mm-hmm. as soon as i and as soon as i didn't do that you know relationships failed i was in a bit of a crossroad myself of, you know what am i what i was doing in my life you know mm. my identity was was questioned um, i'm not the rugby player anymore who am i you know right. all these all these avenues of questioning just came out of nowhere and it was just too much right. and that's probably when you know that's when the, the seed planted in me where I was like I need to need to mm. reach out that's crazy and that's really important for guys to reach out whether that be their partner whether that be a specialist whether that be a friend mm. but I think friends play a massive role when it comes especially young young men I feel like they rely so heavily on the influence of their friends you can't tell them to go see a therapist giving advice to young men that are so surrounded by um, their friends and those guys like yourself that know that they're open to be vulnerable what would your advice be for those um those guys yeah yeah Uh, for sure for me it was um well initially was i just went to the gp i got a a 10 plan mental health mental health Mm, plan mm. I didn't even know what was going on. I just yeah. sat there and just spoke to the woman. Right. And, and there's no know, shame like, in that too. Hey, just, like ah, to just go. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Well, like, That's amazing. In the big picture, right. What would you do? Do you want to, you, do you want to go in a dark hole of maybe contemplating life or would you just want to address this issue right now and, mm. and start your step and becoming a better person and a better partner and a better colleague at work, you know? Mm. But yeah, for sure. For me, it was um, seeing a psychologist. I initially seen a sports psychologist and um wow. it didn't really do it for me and then when i had the second ace knee reconstruction i went to the gp and got uh, i started speaking to a psychologist there and then and then after a while you know i'm at a stage now where i see it like going to the gym like i don't go to the gym now because i'm fat i go to the gym to get better so right. that's my brain for so your you mind know, if too. I'm in a bad, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if I'm in a bad place, I'll go see them. If I'm in a good place, maybe it's a check-in every two, two months, two, three months, and just mm. expressing, you know, and that for me was keeping me above float, you know, and, right. and the more comfortable and vulnerable, I, I'm happy to be the, the face of this, you know. Mm. But if this helps the cycle of more men talking about problems, then so be it. 
it's amazing yeah, it's yeah. an amazing mission and purpose to to be that person so um man i could talk to you for ages because I, yeah, I, like, I, I think i'm like i'm looking yeah for sure because i've kept it like this literally the end like that's kind of all the questions i have i'm thinking oh man i feel like i just want to like keep talking but yeah can i, I ask guess you we can... some questions yeah sure <laughs> go for it okay <laughs> as a as a as a woman and you know you see the struggles of men out there what what would you like to see happen you know <laughs> it's you know growing up I had more guy friends than I had girlfriends um I had a few like really close girlfriends but most of them were guys and looking back I realized that it like you it's like you said like you know there's there's mockery there's there's joking but then it gets to a point where everyone's like mocking each other and it's funny and that person's laughing um laughing at it but when you pull them aside separately they're actually kind of it actually they actually take it personally but I'm like, why don't you just tell them then? Like, tell them that you're not okay with it. Um, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Like, it's no big deal. But then you yeah. kind of find as they kind of get older and you, you kind of carry that with you. If I had it my way, it would start in school, high school. Um, yes. All these conversations will start in high school because I feel like that's such a pivotal moment in, in everyone's life because you're trying to identify yourself. You're trying to find your group. You're trying to find yourself um and I feel like whatever habits you develop in high school it kind of actually carries the same cycle as you find a job and you have work friends you're that same person in every single group because you've almost identified yourself as that person your whole life so I guess just boys being a lot more open about um their situation confronting their friends about stuff because I feel like if you do they would actually shut up about it like they would stop mocking you and be like oh crap it's a lot more serious than you know they don't come yeah, from a bad place yeah. you know what I mean but you stay in that conversation with men it's just like I take my hats off to you because it's amazing the journey that you um that you're doing another thing I want to say as well off that when you talk about school for instance and behaviors you know one thing we're so men in particular are so used to is um you know backhanded compliments like you know mm. and yep one thing I'm trying to do you know is hey like if you're doing well like this podcast this is an amazing podcast and it's obviously early days like both of us but i truly believe that this is going to go places but if you said that to a guy oh we're like oh that felt weird to tell you you're doing good why <laughs> but we, you know but if i told you man your, your podcast is crap it, right. it's more comforting you know like it's, it's just weird hey idea. it's weird how that that happens in your head i think i was just talking about to my partner about this yesterday about guys complimenting each other like does that happen often he's just like nah but why like why doesn't this happen with guys like why do you guys find it so hard to compliment each other on good things that you're doing in your life like is it because you guys find it intimidating is it because you know you want to be on the same journey or there's a lot there's a lot of people out there that um that they want you to do well but they don't want to do better than them it's sad even though they're in even if even if we're not in the same journeys in life you know maybe you're you're working in the bank and I'm in the yeah. sports industry, but unfortunately the society we live in, you know, that's the motive behind a lot of people because mm. it's an insecurity in themselves. Why can't it we, is. why can't we celebrate when someone starts a business or we celebrate birthdays, but why can't we, you know what I mean? Like, I know, let's be I get real you. about it. Like yeah. someone's really yeah. achieving something. We're really making mm. movements and, you know, but look, I could go on about this all day. And I know. Same. I I'm like, <laughs> you're about to open up a whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have you on again. No, no, please. I appreciate it, and I'd love to have you on my podcast. Yes, I would love to. It's crazy because I I don't think there's a lot of Brisbane 
well, I don't know a lot of Brisbane like podcasters that, you know, focus on mental health and conversation like this. So it's amazing that I've finally, I've found someone that does that too on a guy's level. So that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to ask you five, five questions. You can give like a sentence. So my first question is, what advice would you give yourself? Don't change. change. That's a good one. And don't worry. Don't worry about the little things. Mm. Okay. Next one is if you could give someone a habit to do for 30 days, what would it be? Say, yeah, yeah. Um, Say what you're grateful for every day. Mm, Three things you're grateful for every day. That's a good one. And it's amazing how, how much different your day starts when you do that every single day um okay uh the and the next one is if you could apply a law what would it be let's celebrate celebrate the little wins celebrate what was that celebrate people's wins celebrate people's wins i love that one i love that one um and the fourth question is um what is something that you plan to do this year that you haven't done yet i want to um i want to skydive i'm scared of heights so that's my fear of overcoming that is amazing. That's crazy. Good luck it? with that. Oh, th- good luck with that. I could never. No, I've never done it. I've never nah. done it. No, I've never. I know. I think it's on my bucket list, but I don't know. Maybe one day I'll bring myself to do it, but good luck with that. So you want to skydive before the end of the year? I'd love to get it in. Yeah, squeeze it in. Oh, awesome. And last question is, is there anything else that you would want to share or your advice for teenage boys when it comes to mental health? Yeah. Um, don't be keyboard warriors. Mm. oh my good i've not had that one i've not had the one and that's so relatable guys listen up oh that's cool man okay well before i close off just tell the people how they can um, reach you so um just on social media obviously uh, i'm on instagram at walkers only podcast um and the podcast is on spotify and apple apple podcast and then on facebook ollie olds so um, yeah that's it thank you so much for oh, that video. awesome really no thank you so much for being on that's Ollie Olds everyone the host of the Walkers Only podcast thank you so much for joining us today and I hope you guys have a good day yeah. wow.